Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and it is Friday. That is right, folks. I hope you have a great weekend planned. I really do. I hope that that Sunday afternoon around 4.25 p.m. you're going to be settling into your chair, wherever that may be, watching the Pittsburgh Steelers. Watching the Pittsburgh Steelers as they try to make history in Dallas against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I have to be honest, typically my Friday shows, for those that have been listening to my program since this summer, before the season even started, uh, once the season started, my Friday shows became very systematic. You know, I would talk about the upcoming opponent and take a look at maybe some areas where I felt the Steelers maybe had an edge or needed to improve or things that fans should be focusing on leading up into the game. And I got to be honest, I didn't do that this week. The second half is always my picks. You get my picks coming up. Not sure if you're excited about that or not, but that's coming up. And then make sure you stay till the end of this one. I got to have a really good heart to heart to finish out the show, to send us out into the weekend. You'll want to stick around. Trust me. So if you're someone that only listens to the first half or something like that, you want to catch out the end, catch the end of this one for sure. But still, I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys and oh my gosh, they are awful. Oh, so they're tough to watch. Uh, their stats are definitely misleading. Look, if you want to hear all the stats behind the 2020 Dallas Cowboys, go listen to Thursday morning's uh, Steeler Stat Geek with Dave Schofield, and he breaks it down great. He did a great job. Uh, it was a great episode. I highly recommend you check it out. And ultimately, when I look at the Cowboys, I mean, Steeler fans should have sympathy for them. No, not because they're two and six, and you know they're losing more than they're winning even though they're still alive in the NFC least, <laughs> as people are calling it now. They're only like a game and a half back of the Cowboys. or The Cowboys are only a game and a half back, I think, of the Eagles, who only have three wins that are leading the division. But I digress. The 2019 Steelers, I mean, think about what that was like when Ben Roethlisberger went down, and all of a sudden it was a mixture of Mason Rudolph with no experience, and then Devlin Hodges, an undrafted rookie free agent, uh, kudos to the Steelers for at least finishing eight and eight last year. At one point they were eight and three and everyone thought that they were ready to roll. And we all know how it collapsed down the stretch. Nonetheless, that's what the Cowboys are going through right now. They're going through that. They're going through not having Dak Prescott after that gruesome ankle injury reminded me of Jason Kendall, by the way, any pirate fans out there listening know when Jason Kendall rolled his ankle, Jason Kendall rolled his ankle I want to say it was around the 4th of July, mid-90s. It was still at Three River Stadium. That was gruesome. I was watching that game live. You could see the bones sticking out of his sock. It was gross. But Dak Prescott's injury was gross, and it was gruesome. And they have struggled to find the answer at the most important position in the game of football, quarterback. Now, everyone said what a great move it was that the Cowboys picked up Andy Dalton. So smart. This team, holy cow, they're so smart. Okay. Then Andy Dalton gets in there. And first and foremost, okay, for Andy Dalton, didn't look that great even when he was in there and he was healthy. Let me make that clear. Second thing, he gets hit by John Bosick against Washington. I think that was week seven. He's out cold. He gets in the concussion protocol. And the funny thing is, is that I had written an article for the website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and 
it was going to run on Tuesday afternoon. It was all about how Andy Dalton had not even cleared concussion protocol yet. Therefore, he might not even be in the lineup against Pittsburgh on Sunday because everyone was talking about how his history with the Bengals and the AFC North against the Steelers defense. He's, he knows what to expect for sure. I'm waiting in line to vote. And if, and if something comes across my phone, it's an ESPN alert. Uh-oh, Andy Dalton is on the COVID-19 reserve list. He won't be playing. And I'm thinking, oh, man. So thankfully, I messaged Dave, and Dave was able to adjust my article, and, and we were able to cover it accordingly. But still, now the Cowboys are throwing out, I don't know, a, a who's who of, of awful quarterbacks, whether it's Ben DiNucci, who's from Pittsburgh, or a slew of other guys that I've never even heard of, Cooper Rush and someone else. I, I don't know. I don't know who they're going to put out there. And to be honest with you, when I'm recording this podcast, the Cowboys don't even know. Mike McCarthy is talking about how they're going to basically just split up the practice time evenly amongst all of them. And then at game time, they're going to think, okay, this guy's the best one to go. It doesn't make any sense. You would think that you would want to pick a guy, give him as many reps as possible to help him get acclimated, and then go in with your best shot. He seems to be cutting it in half, meaning meaning that whoever gets the starting role is only going to have half of the reps. I, I, I'm not the head coach. I'm not the head coach, but good luck to that individual going against Pittsburgh's defense. But that's not the point of this podcast. I'm going to stray away. I'm going to deviate a little bit from the norm. And this podcast is all about one thing, at least the first segment. I, it's, I don't care about history, folks. I really don't. I don't care. I don't care that the Pittsburgh Steelers, if they win on Sunday, will be 8-0 and that they will have set a new franchise record for the best start of a season in, in, in team history. We all know now, everyone that's had a microphone in front of their face at Behind the Steel Curtain's audio platform has said at least once that 7-0 is the best start since 1978, and we know that they beat Dallas in the Super Bowl that year, and they finished that year 14-2. and We all know this stuff. But again, I don't care. I really don't care. All I care about is this 2020 team, this 2020 season, and ultimately the next game on the schedule. That's it. That is it. And no, I'm not a player. No, I'm not a coach, but I am a fan, and that's the way I'm approaching things. If you want to be different, that's fine. I'm telling you how I feel. I don't care that the Steelers' last playoff appearance was in 2017, that horrible loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the divisional round. Don't care. I don't care that the last time the Steelers won a playoff game was in 2016, and that was the game where Chris Boswell had all of their points against Kansas City in the divisional round at Arrowhead Stadium, and then they ended up losing to the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I don't care. I don't. I really don't. At this point, I don't care about the Steelers' six Super Bowl championships. I don't care about the Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin era. I don't care about any of that at all right now. As I was pitching this idea to Brian Davis, our podcast producer, I said, I want you to know I do care about that history, but I don't right now. And he said, no, I like that. I like the title. Go, let's run with it. So do I care about the Steelers history? Come on. If, if you know me by listening to me and, and how I've 
write for the website and the fact that I do this as a job and I have to know everything about as much as I can about the Steelers from their current statistics back to 1933 when they were started as the Pittsburgh Pirates, blah, 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 all that stuff. No, I, I, I do care about that. But right now, I really don't. I really do not. Because right now, what I am seeing is unprecedented. My father, well, he was alive and, and enjoying the 70s Steelers. You know, he still tells stories about those teams and how dominant they were and how fun they were to watch. And you really never knew what was going to be coming up. I didn't have that. So right now, for me, this is unprecedented. I have never seen this before with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 7-0. and So all I care about right now, all I care about right now, is the next game. And that next game is that week nine matchup in Dallas against the Cowboys. If they win, great. Yes. All right. But I don't care about the franchise, Mark. Let's see if they can keep this thing rolling. I guarantee if you ask 99% of the team, do you guys care if you set a new franchise? Mark? Like, no, we just want to win. We're just going to try to win. It's about now. It's about this season. I, I care about the offense. I care about this offense that right now is averaging 30.1 points a game. It's fifth in the National Football League. I care about the fact that rushing, this offense is, is middle of the road here, folks. Rushing, they're averaging 118 a game. That's 16th in the league. Passing, they're averaging 221 a game. That's 24th in the league. Total yards, 339. That's 25th in the National Football League. I'm worried about this offense. I'm worried about this offense getting it together, being more consistent, not having halves like they had in week eight against Baltimore where they were non-existent in the first half. Zero offensive points in the first half against the Baltimore Ravens last week at M&T Bank Stadium. I'm worried about that. That's what I care about. I care about that a heck of a lot more than I do an 8 no start in, me in new, a new franchise record. I, honest to goodness truth. Defensively. You could say there's not much to be concerned about. Well, we'll see. I mean, sacks are first in the NFL. Can't complain about that. They have 30 points per game. They're giving up 20.3. I'd love them to see them below the 20-point plateau. That's sixth in the NFL, though. Giving up 96.9 rushing yards a game. That's fifth in the NFL. But let's also not forget that the last thing we remember, the last thing that we saw with our defense, the Steelers' defense was surrendering 263 yards against the Bravens on Sunday. 263 yards. Yeah, I care about that. I care about passing yards, giving up 213, that's 7th. Total yards, 310 a game, and that's 5th. So why does this stuff matter to me more than like the historical aspect of all this, this run that they're on? Because if they take care of that stuff, everything else will fall into place. I hope people realize that. If they take care of their own business in terms of cleaning up the offense, having a better plan coming into a game, having a better opening script, having better in-game adjustments prior to halftime, especially offensively, that the wins will take care of themselves. If they go down to Dallas this Sunday and they run the ball, they, they, they bump their average up, Let's also not forget that the Dallas Cowboys have the worst rushing defense in the National Football League. The worst, 32nd. If they go down there and James Conner has a big day, which I think he will, everything else will, will fall into place. 
Now, the passing yards might not change much, but total yards will go up. I bet points will go up. I bet I bet they'll be fine. I bet they'll be just fine. Defensively, the Dallas Cowboys are actually, when it comes to an offensive standpoint, they're actually not as bad as you would think, but that's probably because Dak Prescott was playing out of his mind before he got hurt. Those averages are just through the roof. And not to mention the fact that they are having to throw the ball to stay in games. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the history's great. But the one thing that if we all want to talk about what really matters to the Steelers, it's not an 8-0 start. It's not winning the division. It's not getting back into the playoffs for the first time in two years. It's not about Mike Tomlin's streak of never having a losing season. It's about Super Bowls. It's about Super Bowls. That's it. And so I know I said that I don't care about the six Super Bowl trophies because right now I don't. You look at the last Super Bowl that they were in, it's 2010. Super Bowl 45 when they lost to Green Bay. We all know the last Super Bowl victory, 2008, Arizona. Cardinals, Super Bowl 43. We know how that finished with Santonio Holmes and the toe tap. We all know, we all remember Green Bay and Richard Mendenhall's fumble. David Johnson whiffing on the block of Clay Matthews. He gets that block, there's no fumble. Anyways, don't get me off on a tangent. (laughs) I'm sure you all know what I'm talking about. That's what matters for this team. That's what matters. Eight and no doesn't matter to them. Super Bowls matter. Yeah, if they win all their games, that's, that's what their goal is but that's not the main prize. That's not the main prize. The prize is getting to the big dance and bringing a seventh Lombardi back to Pittsburgh. That's what matters. That is what matters. Do I think they'll start off eight? No. Well, in my pick segment, you're going to hear all about it, but at the same time, fans or it's okay for fans to think this way. I am not. I am not. If they win, I'll write about it, and we'll write about how this is now uncharted territory for the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. Dave Schofield has been writing an article every single week the last two weeks about the historical significance of starting a year 6-0, 7-0, 8-0. He could certainly have significance as it pertains to the NFL, but not for the Steelers. Not for the Steelers. He would have nothing to glean in terms of historical information and data. So the Pittsburgh Steelers could make history this Sunday, and I could care less. What do I care about? Winning the next game. That's it. That's all I care about, because ultimately, if they keep winning, they're going to secure their spot, they're going to win the division, that's all going to take care of itself. Like I said with the, the statistics that I said about the offense and defense of the Steelers going into week eight, week uh, week nine, if they do their job, everything else will take care of itself. And then they just have to win when it matters the most. That's it. That's right. History is history. For the present day, let's see the Steelers go out and win. Will they win? And will they cover? Well, that's two different stories right there, my friend. Stay tuned. I got my picks. We want winners right after this break. We'll be right back.
right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to part two of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and it is Friday. That means picks. Who wants Jeff's picks? Crickets, crickets, that's right. Not many people want my picks. Let me just say that some of these are tough because with the COVID stuff going on, for instance, Thursday night football was severely impacted with the skill position players between the the Packers and the 49ers. But we're going to make our picks no matter what. But before we get our picks, hold on here. I have to find that tape. Where is that thing? Oh, here we go. I found it. All right, let me get it ready and... All right, Steeler fans, let's get through these picks. I have fun doing this. I hope you enjoy hearing it. Let's get started. Week 9, 1 o'clock. The Seattle Seahawks go across the country to play the Buffalo Bills. This should be a fun game to watch. The Seahawks are actually giving 2.5 points on the road. I am not a believer in the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen's play has gone downhill significantly since the start of the season. I'm not sold on him. Russell Wilson and company, however, are as red hot as any team in the National Football League. I will take the Seahawks on the road, giving two and a half. The over-under set is 55. Take the over. I think this one could be a high-scoring affair. The Baltimore Ravens coming off of their loss to the Steelers. Another big game for them. They traveled to Indianapolis. The Indianapolis Colts. They're coming off a victory last week. The Ravens are giving two and a half on the road with an over-under set at 45 and a half. There's something about this Ravens team. I think they're going to bounce back. They have some adversity along the offensive line. Lamar Jackson's coming off a game where he turned it over four times. The Colts' defense is good, but I'm not a believer in Phillip Rivers. Never have been. Never will. I'll take the Ravens giving two and a half. Over-under 45 and a half. I will actually take the under in this one. Shocking. Two good defenses in Then the Chicago Bears go to the Tennessee Titans. The Titans have lost two games in a row to the Steelers and then to the Bengals last week. They're trying to right the ship. They're going to do it at home. They're giving five and a half points to the Bears. The Bears are a team that, to me, is extremely misleading. A decent defense. They have no quarterback. An over-under set at 46 and a half. I'll take the Titans at home to rebound, to cover, and under 46 and a half. I don't think that the Bears are going to be able to score a ton of points. I'll take the Titans giving five and a half and the under of 46 and a half. Next, the Detroit Lions and Minnesota Vikings. The Detroit Lions, this is one of those games. Matthew Stafford, as of me recording this podcast, is on the COVID reserve list. Not that he tested positive. He was around someone that did test positive. If he continues to test negative, he'll be in the lineup. I'm assuming that's going to happen. Therefore, I like the Detroit Lions that are getting four points at Minnesota. I like the Lions to keep it close. I'm not sure if they'll win it outright, but I like the Lions getting four. Over-unders, 52 and a half. I'll take the over. Again, a lot of that hinges on Matthew Stafford being in the lineup. The Carolina Panthers travel to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, man, they get fit. There's almost college football spreads here. Kansas City's giving 10 and a half to Carolina. I think Kansas City covers. Carolina, they're hitting this. Not as good away from home. The over-under is a 52 and a half. I'll take the over. I will take the Chiefs to cover 10 and a half. The over, under, 52 and a half. Take the over. That should be a high-scoring game with Teddy Bridgewater versus Patrick Mahomes. The Houston Texans, Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. AFC South matchup. Both teams have it really, really been bad this year. The Houston Texans are giving seven on the road. That seems like a lot, but the Jacksonville Jaguars don't have a quarterback. Gardner Minshew continues to be out 
with a hand injury. I will take the Texans giving a touchdown. Deshaun Watson is still a very talented player. The over-under set at 50 and a half. I'll take the under, but I'll take the Houston Texans to cover seven. The Denver Broncos, Atlanta Falcons, one o'clock game on Sunday. Denver Broncos travel to Atlanta. Denver is getting four. They have been a tough, tough team. They played everyone tough. Drew Locke, they had that come from behind win over the LA Chargers last week. I like the Broncos getting four, even though they're on the road. The over-under is at 50, even. I'll take the over. I, the, the Falcons score a lot of points. They don't have a lot of defense. I like the over, but I like Denver to win getting four points. The New York Giants go to the Washington football team for a one o'clock kick. The New York Giants are getting three here. They're getting three. The Washington football team does have a pretty decent defense, but they have no quarterback. New York Giants are coming off a really tough loss on Monday Night Football against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like the Giants in this case to rebound, win a game. I'm not a believer in Washington. The over-under is set at 41.5. I will take the under. I just don't think this is going to be a, a lot of points in this game. I'll take the Giants getting three and the under of 41.5. A big AFC West matchup at 405. The Las Vegas Raiders go to the Los Angeles Chargers. Vegas is getting one and a half points. The over-under set at 53 and a half. The Chargers, we talked just talked about that loss to the Broncos. The Raiders went to Cleveland and beat a tough Cleveland Browns team last week. So they should be riding high this division game. Believe it or not, I like the Raiders getting one and a half on the road. Even though the Chargers can score a lot of points, just they find ways to lose. As the Steelers find ways to win, the Chargers find ways to lose. I like Vegas getting one and a half points. An over-under set at 53 and a half. I will take the over. At 425, the Miami Dolphins and the Arizona Cardinals in the desert. Arizona is giving four and a half to his second start. He won his first start. They look good. The defense is the Miami Dolphins defense is no joke, but I like Kyler Murray and the Cardinals at home. That four and a half point spread, they'll cover. I like the Cardinals giving four and a half. Over-under set at 48. I will take the over. That could be a high-scoring affair. Sunday Night Football. This is one everyone's going to want to watch. Drew Brees and the Saints at Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Antonio Brown will be in the lineup. Tampa Bay's giving five. The over-under at 51 and a half. I'm not sold on the New Orleans Saints defense. Look at Tampa Bay's offense, especially with Antonio Brown now. They are dynamic. I'll take Tampa Bay giving five points. Over-under 51 and a half. Seems pretty easy to me. Take the over. Monday Night Football, another game that no one wants to watch. The New England Patriots go to the New York Jets. The Jets haven't even won a game. They're selling everyone. The Patriots, who knows what they're going to look like every single week. Nonetheless, the spread is seven points. The Patriots are giving a touchdown. I like the Patriots to win and to cover. They're going to break their losing streak. Over-under set at 42.5. I will take the under. Why? Because both teams' offenses are pretty putrid. All right, the game that everyone wants to know. 425, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys have not even named a quarterback yet. The Pittsburgh Steelers have obviously won every single one of their games so far this season. If there's a slam dunk win, it's this one. If there's a game that the Pittsburgh Steelers could go in and actually uh, treat it like a bye, it's this one. If this is a game where you could actually get Mason Rudolph some physical snaps because they're up so big, it's this one. Will it happen that way? I'm not so sure. The Steelers are giving 13 and a half points here, folks. 13 and a half points. Well, you know what? 
I think personally that this is a game that the Steelers do show up. They show up, and I think they really do make a statement. I think the defense is going to be all over whoever quarterback the Cowboys have in their lineup. I think that this is a game that the Pittsburgh Steelers could run away with early, and it could be really ugly for the Dallas Cowboys. I like the Steelers' offense to explode a little bit in this one, especially on the ground, especially James Conner. That's right. You heard it here, folks. Fantasy football, you might want to get James Conner in your lineup. You might want to get him in your lineup for this week if you have him. Why? Because I think he's going to have a big game. I like the Steelers to win 34-13. 34-13. That's right. They cover the 13.5-point spread. Over-under set at 42. I like the over. Obviously, I like the over. All right. Whew. That's a lot. That's a lot. Let's get right to this week's heart to heart and this heart to heart is for one person in particular and that is one mr colin coward colin you know i used to listen to you when you were on espn colin and you were uh you were entertaining we'll put it that way you were entertaining but then mr coward had this to say about the pittsburgh steelers here we go Slow down. I know they're undefeated. Can they blow out anybody? Can they blow out anybody? They're a field goal away from going to overtime with Tennessee. And this past week, they got outgained by 240 yards. I honestly think the weakness of the team is Big Ben. You can't blame Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's done his job. This defense is great. That's Tomlin's side of the ball. Mike Tomlin's beyond criticism. He has done his job with this organization. And I've been critical of Mike Tomlin. But that, that defense is Mike's, and it is nasty. It is nasty. Mike Tomlin has done everything. I Kevin Colbert, you can't blame him. I think it's the best constructed roster in the NFL. I don't trust Big Ben in big spots. I've seen him make too many bad throws. Okay, folks. <clears throat> Mr. Cowherd. Like I said, I used to listen to you all the time when you were on ESPN Radio. You'd be on right after Dan Patrick. It was a good segue. I would love some of the hot takes. But this guy anymore. And he's no longer with ESPN. He's with Fox Sports or Fox Radio, whatever they call themselves. FS1, I think, is the television channel. There are some times where the hot takery, we'll put it that way, can just be a little exhausting. You know, some of these individuals, not just Colin Coward, not just Colin Coward, it's like they can never say, boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. For those that don't know, Colin Cowherd predicted the Pittsburgh Steelers to finish this season seven and nine. So unless they fall flat on their face for the rest of the season, he's already wrong. And so you would think that it would take a man to stand up and say, you know what? I was wrong about the Steelers. I didn't think Ben was going to come back and look the way that he does. I don't think that I didn't think that the defense was going to be able to stand up and and be as dominant as they were last year. You could say anything, but no, it's almost as if he is trying to find a way to justify his early criticism of the team. Does the team care about this? No, they don't care about this. Do they hear it? Yes, they do. There's proof that they hear it. Anyone watch the bigger than Ben series? I know I did. I think there were what 
three, four, maybe even five. I don't know. It was a multi-part. If you haven't watched it, go to YouTube, search Bigger Than Ben. It is a phenomenal, phenomenal docuseries about Roethlisberger's recovery from that elbow injury. But at the very first episode, the very beginning, what did you hear? Roethlisberger and his crew that did this had all of these talking heads talking about his leadership and criticizing his leadership and whether he can still get the job done. That right there is proof that these players do hear that. They do hear it. People say, well, they don't listen to the media. They don't read the papers. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Because sometimes you can't hide from it. You can't do anything without seeing it or hearing it. Colin Cowherd is just one of many people that will never, even if the Steelers won a Super Bowl, give them credit. And now I go on, I go beyond Colin Cowherd at this point. Colin Cowherd is just one of many. Now I talk about the fact that the Steelers are just one of those teams. And as you look about this upcoming game against the Cowboys, everyone's like, ah, oh, that's America's team. Well, there's a famous story where Dan Rooney said, we don't want to be America's team. We're Pittsburgh's team. And now everyone will say, well, it's, it's the Steelers are global. They're everywhere. Even here at Behind the Steel Curtain and BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, not only do we have listeners all across the United States, we have listeners in Canada, Mexico, overseas. We, we've had people chime in from uh, Brazil, from over in Europe. We have... We have podcasters on the other side of the planet in Australia. And so there are some people that just love to bash the most popular team in the NFL, if not the most close to the most popular team in the National Football League. The Steelers might not be worth as much as the Cowboys, but it comes to popularity, it's pretty darn close. I'll put it that way. They love to bash the Steelers. They love to never give them credit. Listening to him actually applaud Mike Tomlin was a stunner for me, an absolute stunner, because people love to hate on Mike Tomlin too. But you know what? There's always going to be detractors. There's always going to be haters out there. And if you're like me, let them talk. Let them talk. Don't let them get under your skin, because what's Colin Coward ultimately trying to do? He's just trying to get you fired up. He wants you taking that clip and putting it on Facebook and saying, listen to this guy because it's just going to help with exposure. That's how they work. That's how they work. So Colin Cowherd, on behalf of Steelers Nation, wherever wherever you are listening as a part of Steelers Nation, Mr. Cowherd, we like to give you a very nice round of applause for your clickbait. We appreciate it. We don't care about it. The Steelers don't care either, and they're going to prove you wrong. Ben Roethlisberger, who you really went after in that clip, will prove you wrong. There you go. There's my little heart-to-heart for this week, this Friday. I hope you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed this one. It was a little bit different for a Friday, but I enjoyed it. And I hope that you have a great weekend planned. I really do. I hope that you uh, make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. should be your one-stop shop. We have everything that you need right there in one spot, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And anywhere where you get your podcast, Google Play, uh, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Spotify, you know me, I'm a Spotify guy. Follow us so that you don't miss a thing. And then always, 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 as we finish out these shows, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll see you on the post-game show on Sunday.
Make sure you check us out. It'll be fun. Go Steelers. Hopefully. 8-0. Let's do it.